Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, everyone, to Spicier Than Therapy, the podcast where we talk about polyamory, ethical non-monogamy, communication, neurodiversity, kink, and all of the wonderful things that we think go into establishing and maintaining a healthy, happy relationship. Hey, twin, what are we going to do today, ma'am? The same thing we do every day, my love. Try to take over the interwebs. Fuck yes, we're out here taking over the interwebs, picking up things and throwing things at walls. Who can know? Traveling to Vegas and yeah, getting lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, we'll tell that story. We're going to get into that story pretty soon. But welcome to the first episode of Season 4. This is our new season opener. The very first episode you'll have heard in like two and a half, three months, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, turns out, depression. She's it's a, a bitch. It's a fucking vibe. So, we, we just ended Season 3. Yeah. Sort of. More like our mental health schedules, family and just a life, life in its little life out, that that sort of ended season three right. more than we did. It was the unofficial season three where we're just like, no, no, we're, we're good right now, y'all. Yeah, we're, we we're don't, I, I don't know if we, or if, when, or how we even decided we were doing seasons. I think it was just like, hey, this was a good little break. I, think I it's guess my... that makes season two the next <laughs> one, and then season I, three It's my happened. type A need to like categorize <laughs> and put everything in boxes, so whether or not it was like supposed to be a season, it I'm is like, now. We, we stopped doing stuff for a month, that was the end of the season. Yeah, and Remember? then this was the stop yeah. doing stuff for like four months. We pulled a Katie and Eric, y'all. We, we did pull a Katie and Eric. <laughs> You know, if we're going to, like, emulate other podcasters on the interwebs, we could do a lot, lot worse yeah. than Katie and Eric. They're yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah, we love them. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Hello. And I love that every time, like, and I'm a shameless plug for Hey Good, every time I jump into their live, he's always like, hey, Tier, how's the podcast going? And I'm like, my man, I haven't yeah. talked to you in months. And he remembers. They're so he sweet. Remembers. I love them. They're the whole group. That that whole cool. All like. Yeah, it's a good cool. Yeah. And we haven't met the the other member of the cool. Right. And I don't even think I've seen them in much like content outside of their podcast. They but... have. They have. Like they, they do Twitch streams and stuff oh, together. Okay. And I know he's done a couple of videos missed... with them. The three of them have done videos a few times. So. I keep telling twins because she she had a plan to do her own Twitch stream. And I yeah. keep telling her she needs to do it. It'd be really popular to do on, like, Unfiltered or something, because you could do it topless. Yeah, I think if I'm going to do anything like that, because, um, like, you know, I was going to, like, literally I have the banner and everything set up, designed, like, you can look at my Twitch page, and it's there in, like, a thing. <laughs> but uh, Twitch is the devil. And then I was going right. to go over to Kick, or I was looking into going into Kick, and then like they they like they allow actual Nazis on there, so I was oh, like, oh, good, pass. yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't Kick like that thing? Like it was like a Snapchat, WhatsApp messenger that like teenagers Kinda. used to use. Yeah, that was like what early aughts, something twenty tens. I, I don't I have know. No man. idea. No, no, no. You're thinking of K I K. Yeah. 
No, this is K-I-C-K. Like oh, K-I-C-K. shit. Yeah, oh, okay. it's a totally different thing. Uh, there's a bunch of people. Shows you how old I am. <laughs> Legitimately 90, y'all. <laughs> hey, but he's still got that riz, yo. <laughs> um, all facts, no cat. That's that's how that works, right? Um, <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> Showing my age, we, y'all. we are not fucking cutting that. We are no, leaving that in. That's, that's too glorious. That's what to happens when you become a parent. Yeah. Um, but anyway, wow. no. So I I was gonna do Twitch, and then I was gonna I was looking into potentially doing Kick, and it's not gonna happen. Um, but I might start doing that on Unfiltered. Yeah, yeah. So and then other things might happen on unfiltered if, link in the description yeah. of the podcast episode you so, may like if you don't already follow twin on unfiltered i would suggest doing that because there may be some you know announcements that you'll hear there before you even hear them here on spicier than therapy yeah. so like and then there's like other things in the, the works things. that we're gonna I'm going anyway. to show my butt. No, yeah, I'm not no, going to show my butt. No, I'm not, no one not. wants to see that. Hey. I mean, they did. It was just Miley Cyrus at the VMAs. Yeah. Right? Like, it's I got, very similar to that. I've got no ass. If no you, ass. If you think of like Miley Cyrus's <laughs> like chicken butt debacle. Yeah, she's not wrong. It's very similar. Yeah, and I love pretend. this man so much. I'm, I'm I love really, back. I'm really glad that we're staying on topic through this <laughs> podcast as well. Like, I, I feel like. You're like, we're going to have this and this is going to be we're a gonna discussion. Ta- we're going to talk about this. And I mean, we are going to get into like the reason that we wanted to come back with this particular episode was yeah. talking about uh, personal boundaries, level setting, and agreements in polyamory. Polyamory, it's hard. but first and non-monogamy in general. Yes, for the record. yes. We say poly a lot when yeah. we mean non-monogamous I, in general. I feel like you're starting to move towards calling it ethical or consensual non-monogamy more than poly. Yeah, and I'm slowly getting there. Yeah, well, like it's, you yeah. Know. Old dog nutrix. Yeah, animatoris, real hard. Oh, yeah. Ew. But anyways, before we get into all that, <laughs> let's catch you up on what we've been up to the last four months. Twin, give so, us give us the rundown on that. So we had the one year anniversary of Spicier Than Therapy, which yeah. was really, like, super cool. And then we did nothing for it because <laughs> we completely. I mean, just, in our personal life, we did. We did. Yes, yeah, we, we went to like dinner. It was lovely. Um, and then we went to the Burlesque Hall of Fame weekend here out Holy in Vegas. Holy shit, that was amazing, y'all. So good. So good. Yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah. if you've followed our stories at all for the last month and a half, uh, you know. And if you don't follow us, then you don't what get do you, to know what, it. What are you even doing with your life if you don't follow us on every social platform? Yeah, how, how dare are we, you not fan right? appropriately? How are we going to take over the interwebs if they don't follow us everywhere, Twin? So yeah, go follow <laughs> us everywhere. I'll leave. I'll be fucking obnoxious and leave all of our social links in all of the places, and you will have no excuse. She just may. She I may will. do that. Um, yeah. So tell them a little bit more about Behoff because it was our first year, both of us. <sighs> Going to the Burlesque Hall of Fame in Las Vegas. And you've been wanting to go for years. Mm-hmm. Literally for probably the better part of a decade. If not a little bit more, mm. actually. Because I I knew at like 18, 19 that I wanted to do burlesque. Because I found the Burlesque Magazine at my local Books A Million. And was captivated. Like that's like it's got Roxy Delight in it. Um, I'd have to... And, and Anna Furlaxis. And literally like that was the moment I'm like... I'm, I have to find out more about this. I need to know what this is. And it also has Dirty Martini in there. So my little self, I started Googling everything I could find on all of these people. And I found Dirty Martini. And she has this Lady Liberty act that is 
glorious. And in this act, it culminated. And if you've been a fan of the podcast for a while, you probably have heard this story. But her act culminated in pulling American flags out of her butt. So Which yeah. is just patriotic. Right. We love that. <laughs> and so that was when I was like 18, 19, 20, somewhere in that realm. Um, and I fell in love with it and I wanted to do it and I couldn't because I was poor and now I'm an adult with adult-ish money and I can do burlesque. And so, yeah, that's been that. And so this was a huge dream for me, not only in burlesque in general, but also because Lulu, um, won Miss Exotic World last year and I was very excited for her and Pinot Noir won Mr. Exotic World the king of burlesque, he won that last year. Well, uh, this year, they both made their step downs and Pino's And what's down. a step down performance for people that don't know? Oh, thank you, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah so when you, when you like win a pageant and you go back the next year, you do, in our case, in burlesque case, you do what's called a step down performance, right? Where you get to put on a huge production to be like, thank you for crowning me and thinking you like my butt. And I'm going to show you it one more time. And then I get to crown the next. So it's kind of like a farewell performance as their, their last performance as the title holder. Yeah. Yeah, It's their, it's their last on stage hurrah as like the current title holder. Right. And so Pinot Noir's step down performance production was just like the most bleedy black was, performance and it was I, wild oh, y'all so good it like was so good the whiz was the theme and i just if you did not get to see that i feel sorry for you because <laughs> it was amazing and and some of our friends in yeah. real life some of your other performer oh, friends were in wild. that step down there were like what 15 people uh, in that step down there was probably like 20 people total damn as far as like performers on stage um, but we had like three or four different friends in the crowd with him. Right. Because it was all of the black or a solid number of black performers, but it was all black performers. And I just like, I was unhinged in the audience because our friends Shout were out up there. Lola. Unhinged. Yes. Yeah. I've stolen that from, uh, from Lola. Um, but I was in the audience just like losing my shit because my friends that were on that stage, it was their first time being at Beehoff, much less on the Beehoff stage, and just seeing the joy radiating from them and from all of the other performers, and just it was really, it was really profound. She was, yeah, she was moved. I was every day. <laughs> I we cried were, at every show. Yeah, we were there for a week, right? So Beehoff itself in Vegas is only four days long. Mm-hmm. We were there for eight days, so we came in a couple of days before and stayed a couple of days after because we wanted to do, you know, touristy stuff. Yeah. And uh, every day of the performances, we were just blown away. Every time, yeah. And even me as a non-performer. I would come out of those shows just so inspired to go and be creative elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine what it did for you as a performer. Well, and oh my God, like, so, um, Lulu, if you're listening, I love you. Um, <laughs> she and I like had a moment after her step down performance because I have been following and a fan of Lulu La Duchesse literally for probably six or seven years now. Um, like from her early, 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 early days of performing. And it's because I saw this like documentary thing on her um, about this straps, aerial straps act that she did way back in the day. And that was 
that performance and I watched the video, I like hunted for this video of this performance. And that was the moment I fell in love with Lulu. Um, and so that was the moment that I was like, I want to do that. And it got me into doing Ariel when I finally met people like that could do it. I was like, right. well, I was kind of hesitant. And then I'm like, you know what? If Lou can do it, I can too. Right. So I got on that fucking aerial apparatus, right? And so I wanted to go last year, but life, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then this <laughs> we, year. We just got done getting married last <laughs> right, year. <laughs> right. uh, and starting a podcast. But we what? did that? Yeah. Wow. Did we get that on Amazon? <laughs> but then like this being... My first year at Beehoff and seeing that stage filled with performers that I all like all three nights that I already love, respect, admire, and look up to. Like Margot Mayhem won Best Debut. She's been performing as long as I have and she's fucking incredible. And, and literally just the sweetest human oh, being. I as love well. her. I love her so much. I love you, Margot. Um, so she won Best Debut, and so just the list of winners and performances that didn't win, but like were oh, mind blowing. But for me, it was seeing Lulu in her step down act and it just be the most incredible, powerful moment. <laughs> like seeing her do straps as her step down when that is the reason I started following her and like doing the burlesque equivalent of like, I want to be you when I grow up. And knowing that she's also somebody that I consider a friend, like I not only got to see somebody I admire, I got to see my friend take their step down. And it was like, I'm tearing up thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> like, it was, ugh. it was meaningful. Twin had several moments where <gasps> she had to, you know, dab her eyes or take a moment in the bathroom. The legend show. Legend <sighs> show. Stripping on legends. Like, so that as you fun. can tell what we've been up to the last three or four months is going to events, seeing amazing performances, getting our own life in order. Because, you know, yeah. we got family shit to do. Yeah. And therapy is rough sometimes. <gasps> and I, I turned 40 during yeah. the break. Yeah, that was big. That was yeah, big. Right after our anniversary for yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. I turned 40, which is like a weird age for me. Because, you know, similar to you, and no surprise to anybody, I also didn't think I was going to make it much past like 23. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I hit 30, I'm like, wow, this is, you know, further than I ever thought I would make it. There's no way I'll see 40. And, <laughs> and here it, you are. And here I am. So it was, it was a big birthday. I was hoping that we would get to be in Paris on my 40th birthday, but we've been so fucking busy that like out of country trips. 42, let's go. Yeah, I mean, maybe 40. I mean, maybe after we move. Y'all don't know we're moving yet though, so pretend you didn't hear that. Anyway. Anyway, continue <laughs> on to it. What the fuck were we talking about? So what, we've just been catching up. So oh, yeah, yeah. Beehoff was good. Beehoff was dope. Uh, we've eaten a lot of amazing food. Yeah. You oh, got your first so experience good. at Nobu. I did the omakase. Yeah, oh. yeah. We ordered the omakase. The omakase. And, you know, Twin had never been to Nobu before. And, and Tyr never shuts up about I it. I never <laughs> shut up about it. Look, it's one of my favorite it's spots really in America. Like, in terms of American Japanese cuisine, it is super good, super high quality, and very consistent. Except the desserts. I didn't care for the desserts. And neither one of us are huge dessert people. So. Yeah, fair. I think, too, the coconut chillette thing 
Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like the texture of that just uh, 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 yeah. did not. Did it it not wasn't like your first experience with uni, which she tried <gasps> uni again, but it was in a different format. And it was okay. And this it wasn't time. bad. It wasn't. It wasn't as salty. It didn't taste like jizz. It didn't feel much. like jizz. That was, <laughs> that was her one. feedback the first time she tried uni. Uh, it tasted like yeah. Don't if you <laughs> if you no. You're saying just skip that. Skip uni. If you have a texture thing, if you have a texture aversion to gelatinous but chunky, skip uni. So uni is actually my favorite types of sushi. But I mean, this you is you have a fluid fetish. You know, thank you for outing that oh, on, sorry. <laughs> on the on the podcast. Hey, you talk but about spitting your mouths all the time. That doesn't mean it's an overarching fluid fetish. Everybody knows it's an overarching fluid. fetish. I mean, they too. should if they haven't picked <laughs> they up paid any attention at all. Aren't you the spit in someone's spit mouth, in your guy? mouth guy? Yes, 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 I am. So great segue into kink. <laughs> So yeah. about that kink. Right. So, uh, yeah, we've been going to kink events and, you know, sitting and kind of taking a more passive approach in the last three or four months to, you know, kind of our kink lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But we're getting back into that as well. So all that to say, we have been very, very busy. But the tech that we kind of wanted to cover today was boundary setting yeah. in polyamory. The difference between a boundary a and rule. agreement a rule or a limit because some of those may be limits for you, which can also be boundaries. Yeah. And also we wanted to talk about this specifically because like, again, you know, like we've mentioned before, you know, on TikTok and here, what have you, we're both involved with a few different like polyamorous groups on Facebooks, right? Uh, the bookest of faces. (laughs) Some of y'all, and I and I and I applaud the people who so diligently go into the comments every single time, and you know, <laughs> uh, in some way or fashion, explain, however kindly, that there are differences between these things. So, if you are one of those people that are so diligent about, you know, the difference between a rule, a boundary, an agreement, yada yada yada, I'm going to help you and save you thirty seconds of typing. And That's you could way just be too like, much. hey, go listen to this episode of this podcast from these people who are like weird and who my cousin thinks are experts at kink. <laughs> I mean, we, we kind of are experts. We, yeah. yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm here and I like what I like and I know how to do what other people like. And that's, that's the extent of my, okay. Well then he, he was talking about me then. Sure. Thanks David. <laughs> also this situation is not nearly as creepy as it sounds by the way yeah not... it wasn't like hey my cousin wants to yeah yeah no 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 no, no. Had, just had some cool ideas yes. but anyways continue on with your your boundary oh god i forgot what <laughs> hey by the way you squirreled you... your own I, thought i did yeah <laughs> do you guys remember y'all don't forget i have severe adhd and it's been we, real spicy lately we may have forgotten like in the three months, people may have forgot. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I was confused where you were going with that. I love you. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> everything's everything's so, fine. About that boundary. About those boundaries. <laughs> so really, I mean, the main difference that I think that most people misunderstand when they're talking about putting, you know, boundaries on their polycule or their polyamorous relationship, boundaries are for you. Those are things that you set for yourself. For instance, things you will or will not accept. Mm-hmm. Like I will not accept my partner lying to me. That is a personal boundary that you set. And I would push even just a little bit further and okay. say, I will not accept being lied being to. Being lied to. That's a better way to say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
And so then if, you know, you're, it still doesn't prohibit your partner from lying or doing something like that, but you will not stand for it yourself. And so that's kind of like a hard limit or a rule for you. So like that is what boundaries are. Those are, you know, personal things that you can or can't accept, will or will not do, and you will hold yourself accordingly to exactly. how you feel. Think of it like, you know, the fence around your yard, right? Oh, good analogy. Yeah, I, it's one I see a lot. I okay. cannot take credit for it. I won't. I don't think I've heard of this one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people will go, okay, well, think of it like a boundary is a thing that you put in place, right? Like I put in place to protect myself. Right. I put a fence around my house to protect my house. Sometimes that fence is connected to someone else's yard as well that just means we share that boundary we share responsibility for that boundary being there being maintained and you know they're responsible for the other three boundaries that they put up is that making sense yeah okay so then you have what's a rule as in HOAs. <laughs> <laughs> they make rules for the whole fucking neighborhood. I, I wasn't going to go there. I was going to go with something like a speed limit, right? Like the speed limit is there. Whether or not we follow it, it will have varying application, you know. But we know that if we're speeding, there could be consequences. If you break a rule... There could be consequences, and frankly, there should be in some cases, you know? So, Twin like, has all of the best analogies, because I've never heard... Yeah, I've never heard either one of those used in this context. I fucking love it. Yeah. Really love it. Yeah. And then you have agreements. Yeah, like a contract. Like, yeah. you got married. We agreed to do that. Right. And, and they're distinct from a boundary and from a rule. Mm -hmm. And most of the agreements, hopefully, are done, you know, equally and consensually between the people who are in that relationship mm -hmm. or situationship, if there's more or triad or whatever. And so the distinction between the three, I think, is really the nuance that people have been missing in mm -hmm. some of the videos that I've been seeing lately on mm -hmm. YouTube and TikTok and shit like that. And so just we just, yeah. And so we just wanted to talk about some personal boundaries that we have um, to kind of give you some examples of the conversations you should be having with your partners about things that are important to you, mm -hmm. boundaries, rules, and then agreements for your polycule. Mm -hmm. So, for example, like, Tyr and I... Ooh. Can we pause recording? Uh, no. Okay. You can edit this out, though, right? Yes. Okay, so edit, 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 you know edit. What's, you know what's funny? Slappy edit. Everything, this first 22 minutes... Seems good. I didn't have to edit a thing. This is our first little editable mm. thing, yeah. Okay, so... But I will mark the clip so that... Edit hands. Uh, I know where to edit. There you go. Okay. <laughs> um, for example... For example... <laughs> we just had to cut out a whole chunk of audio because we had to have, like, a quick little sidebar conversation about who was comfortable with sharing what and what we did or didn't want getting spoken about on the podcast. Right. Well, and it's funny because usually we have a very good understanding of each other. Like what is a personal boundary for the other? Mm -hmm. What is an agreement or a rule that we have established in our relationship? But just like with every other polycule out there, we run into unforeseen scenarios mm -hmm. like this. We had to discuss what do we feel comfortable sharing personally 
And what's kind of a, a no, this is something I really don't want to share. Yeah, which so, is totally normal, yeah. by the way. Like, if you are on the internet at all, you should very much always be considering what do you feel comfortable sharing and what don't you feel comfortable. Just well absolutely and and in a polyamorous sense it uh, poly relationship and polycule sense know that it's an ongoing thing you will run into things and scenarios and situations mm -hmm. that in all of your communication with your partners you have not foreseen mm -hmm. and so still keeping those lines of communication open and flowing throughout the relationship is in it is a moral imperative for polyamorous people. If you wanted to survive. Yeah. Because things will change. Oh yeah. Relationships change. People change. Feelings change. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, it can, I am notorious for this. It can change day to day, minute to minute, hour to hour. And that is absolutely okay. There are some days, you know, for example, right. Uh, going in, this is, twofold we're also going to go into like what definitions and examples of boundary and such okay so for example i have the personal boundary of uh there are certain phrases that were really really triggering and really upsetting to me and so i have asked tear as like a rule in our family you know in our relationship hey please don't use xyz phrase it's very upsetting for me and he agreed to that so we're cool so that's our example of an agreement mm -hmm. and it's one of those too, well yeah. and a rule and and a personal boundary all kind of wrapped into one depending on how you look at it and what part of it you're looking at mm -hmm. and one of the things that i super appreciated about that when you brought that to me is not only did you say you know could we could you please not say this phrase because it's triggering to me Here's why mm -hmm. you tied it back to a story uh, about what you had gone through in your life and why it was triggering yeah. and what about that specific thing triggers other parts, you know, of right. you. Which you don't have to explain to your right. partner. Yeah, yeah. Not it's not a prerequisite. Yeah, like if you're not quite, you know, if it's a new relationship for your example and you've met this person and they accidentally do something because, you know, shit happens. Right. You know, in the getting to know you phase or even, you know, years in, right? If they accidentally kind of put their foot in their mouth and you say, hey, I can't tell you why right now, but like, please don't do that. That's totally fine too. I still personally feel that at some extent there should be some communication as to the why. Sure. But it doesn't have to be immediate. It doesn't have to be immediate, yeah. but if but you're going to ask somebody right. to or not to do something, you should at least have, and maybe this be my ADHD showing, but there should be at least some explanation, I feel like. Well, I and I agree with that, because one of the things that Twin found out about me early on is... I like to know what motivates people. Mm -hmm. I like to know what why? makes people tick. I like the why. We're always talking about getting to the why, right? And so she knew that about me. So for, for me, when she tied that why to that boundary and that rule, and then we came to a shared agreement, it was very, very helpful. Because then you're far less likely, or at least I am, to slip and say the wrong thing because you know how much that means to that person. Mm -hmm. You know how it impacts them and where that's coming from. And you're able to be a little bit more thoughtful about it. Right. So, and also, okay, so to give a more, because we've kind of used rule and boundary a little interchangeably here, I, I, I'm realizing. 
So I want to give like a more clear cut, like in your face kind of example here. Right? We do like clarity. Yeah. Go for it. So the way to think about it, right? I mean, aside from the fence and the speed limit, yada, yada earlier, right? So like for me, so, okay. So a clearer distinction would be like, for me, my boundary is I am not going to, oh, this is one I see come up a lot. Ha ha. Okay. All right. And we're back on and track. We're back. And we're back on track. <laughs> All right. So one that I see come up a lot and it's one that I personally follow is I am not going to sleep with somebody who is having unprotected sex with other partners without STI status is being known and shared and communicated. like Throughout the entire polycule. Throughout the entire yeah. polycule. Right. Yeah, yeah. So like, Tyr and I are married. We have unprotected sex because I don't have a uterus. Woo! Um, we have unprotected sex. I'm not going to sleep with him until he, if, if you, if Tyr goes and has unprotected shenanigans, I really don't care. But he and I aren't going to sleep together again until... Right that STI test is taken. I don't need to know the other person's. I need to know my partner, my husband's right. status. Well, and I mean, we've talked about fluid bonding in our yeah. kind of agreement phase when we were going through that for our own relationship and yeah. for our polycule. And so, you know, for, I know for a lot of polycules, fluid bonding without prior conversation is is very important. Mm -hmm. And this to just is, is too, but to, to a point. Yeah. And and actually that's my point is even in other examples of healthy polycules, poly relationships and things like that, there are going to be very different and distinct agreements and rules from cule to cule. Mm -hmm. So it's never a one size fits all yeah, thing. Yeah, no, there's no one right, right way to be non-monogamous there's plenty of wrong ways oh god yeah. <laughs> like, but it can look however you want it to look as long as it's healthy for you your partners mm -hmm. and everybody is in agreement yeah and and i think that's to me that's always a big thing so when we're talking to other partners or other potential partner things like that I always tell them my own personal boundaries, mm -hmm. but also my agreements in my established polycule so that they know what I've already agreed to, right. what's important to me, what's important to my polycule. And if that's not something that they could live with or adhere to, that's fine. High five. We go our own way. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make either one of us bad people. It just makes us incompatible. Yeah. And also just because I, because I gave the example that I did, I just would like to add something to the community at large. Um, can we as a non-monogamous community all please, please remember that we are not entitled to the medical status or STI status Ooh. of people that we are not personally shagging. Yeah. That's if a good one. Tears, other partner, if my meta it, like I, I'm not entitled to their medical information no. because I'm not sleeping with them. So can we can we just all get that? That's a great example because I I've seen that pop oh up a God. bunch lately. So many and times I don't know lately. what I don't know what gives people the idea that they have the right to even ask for that. Right. If you're you know, not personally sleeping with somebody, you have no right to it'd be their like, medical information. Exactly. It'd be like walking up to another stranger in another relationship and being like, hey, let me see your meds yeah. or your med records and all that stuff. No, man, you're not in a relationship with me. I right. am not beholden to any agreement that right. you and I may have because we don't have one. Right. But yeah. I mean, the only time you are ever, and I, I use this phrase very loosely, the only time you are entitled, quote unquote, to know somebody's status 
is if your fluids are personally mixing with their fluids in a hot sweaty kind of way that is literally the only time that you are entitled to that information and 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 i even push back a little bit on that too because it's the whole entitled like yeah being the raging individualist that i am like you're not entitled entitled to, to yeah. anything oh, yeah, no. that you yourself don't bring to yourself right. but in any like healthy established relationship polyamorous or not if this is your partner who are you, you are fluid bonding with you're married whatever like there is some level of entitlement i just push back against entitlement yeah no and like i said i yeah. use that phrase yeah, yeah. very loosely like you have the right to at least ask oh absolutely you know but you and don't have the right to an a to ask if you're not in the polycule well and you also don't you aren't entitled to know because at the end of the day if you choose to shenanigans with them and you don't know then you are responsible for whatever happens after that. Right. And I'm speaking from personal negative experience <laughs> there. We, we are drawing from our shared lived yeah. experiences. Yeah. Uh, and it actually helps us inform our own relationship and relationships. Because we've both been through some shit that you we know, just won't tolerate anymore. Dude. Like we do not fuck around with, with mediocre, mediocre people. Ways. With with what? Mediocre white boys. <laughs> I mean, you, you definitely, yes. I, I don't think I've ever messed around with mediocre white boys. It's not been my kink. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, moving on. As we said, we don't fuck with mediocre people. That's the whole previous 40 seconds is getting cut. Yeah, yeah. You know how long it's going to take us to edit this episode afterwards? Like five minutes. Like a solid seven and a half minutes. <gasps> I know. That's wild. Wow. All because we're beside you. Wait, no, I'm not. <laughs> we we got to cut that out. I was like, you can't, free plug. You, you can't pimp them until we're, they're a sponsor. Yeah. So Riverside, sponsor oh, us. Sponsor I us. Gotta, we got to read off a thing. Okay, so time for church announcements. Yay! Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> and that's like church with a like a T C H, by the way. Oh, because okay. we're cool. Because we it's twenty tier. We in the church. We in the church. It's going down. Mm-hmm. We in the mall. It's going, going down. down. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, twin, twin is going to announce something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> so I'm announcing that my friend Minda May wanted me to tell you all. We're going to cut all that part. So I'm announcing that the Dis- Disabilities Festival Watch Party tickets are officially on sale. What is it? What is Disabilities? The, disabili- the Disabilities... I'm so sorry. I like cannot talk. The <laughs> Disabilities Festival is a multi-day festival that showcases performers with disabilities in the areas burlesque, cirque, cabaret, and drag. The festival strives to create a safe and accommodating space for performers to express themselves and receive the validation and recognition they deserve. You can learn more at disabilitiesfestival.com. And I, they gave me this whole beautiful long thing, and I will put all of that into the description because I cannot read. I'm having trouble today, so I don't want to mess anything up. Um, I'm going to put all of that in the description, but I'm going to give you guys a quick little like personal thing. Because I'm so proud of Minda and Lakota for what they are doing to create the Disabilities Festival. Where is this, by the way? This is up in Minneapolis, okay. but it's a virtual okay. burlesque festival what? that is oh, streaming shit. from July 7th to July 23rd via Zoom. I'm not just doing a bit. I didn't know that. That's dope yeah. that they have a virtual one. <laughs> yes, and it's amazing. It is specifically to help showcase performers of all different ability levels who are 
disability, but or disabled. Oh, la, la. Exactly. Differently why abled. I differently abled. That's why I, I told y'all I can't talk. They're showcasing people from across the world, I think, this year who have, you know, whatever going on with them and they get to be beautiful and celebrated and loved. And I am so, so excited for what they're doing because I've basically been watching them start from the ground up with this and I have been so blown away by everything Minda and Lakota are doing That's with this. awesome. It really, really is. Well, and, and just the fact that they're doing it virtually, I mean, yes. to me as someone that made it through the pandemic only because of all of the virtual concerts mm-hmm. and friend gatherings and things like that, like them doing this for people all over the world is just fucking cool. It's so incredible. I'm, I'm telling very you. very proud of both yeah. of them. Yeah. Virtual concert got me through the first year of the pandemic, y'all. Yeah. I was going through a divorce. I was sad. Yeah. Those got me through. Yeah. Well, and what, for me, what I think is probably the most valuable thing about this festival is that it does help celebrate people who have mobility issues, especially because a lot of venues are not um, mobility tool friendly, we'll say, and kind of at large. Um, I know myself, I have auditory issues. And so a lot of venues are really difficult for me, you know, unless I have my little uh, earplugs or AirPods now. Oh, those AirPods. Like I want to get sponsored by fucking Apple. Those things have been a lifesaver for you. Right. And so, you know, and I, I, I count myself very lucky, you know, but it's just, it's hard on me, you know, and I can't imagine. And I know, you know, from everything that I've seen from Minda and Lakota and Jacqueline Box, you know, talking, speaking about you know, having to go to these venues in wheelchairs and, you know, I just, uh, I, I love them so much. I am so proud of them. I, I, Minda, I hope you're listening. I love you so much, baby. And I'm so, so, so proud of everything you're doing and I adore you. Um, and I, I'm sorry I didn't read the whole press release cause I don't want to mess it up because <laughs> you did such a beautiful job writing it. And, and what's the, what's the uh, website again? It is disabilitiesfestival.com. Okay, cool, cool. Thank yes. you. And like I said, I put the whole big information thing down in the bottom because I don't want it. It's a beautifully written press release. So um, general tickets, I will say, are available for $15 or you can use the pay what you can option to choose any amount, which is another reason yeah. that I'm a huge, huge fan. See, and I, we're seeing that more and more, yeah. that, that pay what you want, pay what you can. Oh, I love it. Because some people can't pay a lot, and yeah. some people would pay triple yeah. what the cover charge would have been, you yeah. know, just to support the movement or the community. Yeah, so, exactly. Love that. And, you know, and I know in season four of Spicier Than Therapy, we're going to uh, talk about disability in kink and hopefully have a guest. Yep. I would love if we did like a disability in burlesque episode. If any of those folks wanted to come on I'll and even out. be on our show, that would be dope. I'll reach out. I know a few people. Look, see, awesome. we are planning here during the episode, so you get to help us plan and listen to us. And if you know of anybody that you want us to talk to, please hit us up in the email, therapy at gmail.com. Yeah, absolutely. I would love for us to do more interviews. I feel like our interview episodes always go over well, and they're so much fun for us to do. We love getting on these calls with new friends, old friends, and just talking through things that we're all passionate about. So, yeah, let us know who you want to work with. And on that note. And on that note. Wait, are we doing anything this month? Oh, here's where you can find us this month. Uh, Fucking nowhere, because we're taking some time off. So find us on (laughs) TikTok 
at spicier than therapy or tear doesn't TikTok on Instagram at spicier than therapy or tier. Twin Peaks or Twin Peaks. Yeah. Or <laughs> wait, I thought it was Twin underscore Peaks. Twin underscore. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Or Tear doesn't TikTok on Instagram. <laughs> Are you on Tear? Did you change yeah, it? Yeah, I changed it. Oh my god! It was you, you know did. I'm trying to go with like single branding across all social media, and it sucks, y'all. And then you wonder it why sucks. your Instagram is getting nerfed, right? I keep changing shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and you can also come look at my naked butt on Unfiltered.com. Are you under Twin Peaks at Unfiltered? <gasps> How amazing. If you haven't seen Naked Twin yet, what are you even doing with your life? Probably eh. celebrating it. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying note. that to disparage myself. We, we do not talk naked. shit about our friends. You do look amazing naked. You're welcome. I look good. Like Miley Cyrus's chicken butt. Uh, from the back, yes. It's yeah. a very Miley Cyrus-esque uh, thing. I, I love it. I love um, okay, ones. on that note, before we go completely <laughs> off the rails. Choo-choo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be good to yourself. Oh, you didn't do the My Darling, My Babies. Oh, I yeah, love I'm when so you do sorry. that. I'm so sorry. I love when you this do that. This is what I get for being away for four months. I'm so, hang on. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Let me... <laughs> Okay, hang on. Water, water. You need a mm. spritz of some perfume or... <laughs> okay, all right. All right. <gasps> my darlings, my babies, my loves, be good to yourself. Be good to others. Give yourself grace, love, and patience. And above all else, go out and do some dough shit. Goodbye.